When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. It's a live show from a bar on a Friday night. Like, it ne- happens. Neely actually told me he brought his guitar. He's going to play you guys a couple That's, songs. I absolutely wow. did. Y'all get ready for that. Encore. Taking requests, too? No, no requests, because I only practice one song. So. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the Buffs fight song. <laughs> oh, man. What a day it's been. What a week it's been. What a week it's been. Week so it's been. Yes. What a summer it's been. What a year it's been. No joke. And it's finally sure. football season, because it starts with fall camp. We're here, man. Yes, sir. And, and it really started today when the pads came on. Like, it doesn't feel like football until you can hear those sound of those pads popping against yeah. each other. Finally got that today. And we were outside. And outside. Uh, they had the beautiful drone shot on the CU Buffs Twitter account of what I say is the best practice setting in college football. Absolutely. It's also the best in-game setting in, football, in college football. Absolutely. All right. We've got three days of practice. Yep. Um, you've been giving us the info, the inside info, what's going on. But... We've been talking still, Ryan. So let's give our one takeaway from the first three days of camp, something that stood out to you. We'll have you start, Neely. Moi, start. Start with Unc. I'm going to go, if I got to put the three days together, I'm going to go with effort. That there has been a consistent effort from all three units, offense, defense, special teams, fourth unit if you want to count the coaches, an effort that you didn't see this spring. This is an entirely different team physically, mentally, desire, I'm going to go with effort. I think I know where you're going to go, Ryan. So I'll just say that the attitude of this team and just how infectious it is to be around this building, it's just so cool. Uh, And it's just been building ever since Coach Prime got there in December. And when we finally get to that first game at TCU, I can only imagine what it's going to feel like being around this team, being in that stadium. So what do you got? Well, what did you think I was going to say? Shador. Ah, you know me so well, too. I got Jake. you. <laughs> My biggest takeaway is they have a quarterback. I mean, the people in this bar, the people that know this squad for the last 20-plus years, if there's anything that this team has been missing, it's a quarterback. And Shador Sanders, like, I don't know how else to say it. Like Coach Prime talking about winning today, I wish I could say it in several different languages. Yeah. Shador Sanders is the truth. But you realize his name would be the same in different languages. Well, yes, but I'm talking about is the truth. A truth is different in different languages. Yes, exactly. But Shador is pronounced Shador no matter the language. I mean, maybe you could say it like Italian. It would hit a little different. All right, Espanol, El Shador. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Shador, we had a conversation with Shador today, and I won't get into the details of it. um, But I left that conversation being more impressed with him than I have been at any point during his tenure. And as you know, 
I love me some Shador Sanders. But we got to talk to him today. And his understanding of football is on a professional level. I'm not going to sit here and let you leave all that meat on the bone (laughs) and not talk about what we talked about. Okay. Well, hey. So I'll do it. Go ahead. Please. So we're hanging out in the facility in the uh, Players Lounge, and we were talking quarterback play. And I was saying to RK and Jake that having seen Shador the past two seasons uh, at Jackson State in command of an offense and seeing him this offseason in Colorado, it is unbelievable how he has accelerated and excelled. His deep ball is there and just as accurate as his short passes were. His, his, it is phenomenal. So then Shador walks by. And I said, hey, Shadur, we call him two, two. You know, I don't talk behind nobody back. Let me tell you what I just said about you. And so I told him, and he gets this big smile. He <laughs> says, you're right. Like, my arm is stronger. The game has slowed down. Like, I see things I didn't see before. This guy is ready to ball. Then he started talking about the plays that they're learning and working, which we're not going to disclose. But yeah. it was a great conversation with the quarterback. And he also said, you know, right now he feels like he's in midseason form. Yep, he did. And from what we've been hearing from you from inside practice, he's in midseason. Oh, he looks great. And his receivers, man, the chemistry that they have developed a few days into August. You know, they worked out together this summer, strength and conditioning, but also did some away time. You know, when the team was off, they worked out together. The connectivity he has with Zay Weaver, with Jimmy Horn, uh, with Travis Hunter, it's like they've all been playing together two or three years. And, And we kind of went back and forth about it, what that means for this team. But the truth is, this game is about the quarterback. And we can talk about every position and depth and this, that, and the other thing. If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance. For the first time in a long time, Colorado has a quarterback, and they have a chance anytime they set foot on that field. Just going back to my takeaway of the confidence of the team and the swagger that they've all got, Shador does not look like a quarterback who just joined a new team and has all these new teammates, is in a new offense. He looks like he's in midseason form already. He walks around the building like the building is named after him. Like it's his he building. Like, it should I be. Mean, yeah. He has a confidence that's not cocky. It's, it's confident because he knows the work he's put in. He knows his talent level, the chemistry he has. And, and like he was telling us, he's like, man, you know, I've done the bright lights. I've walked myself through it. I've, I've looked at these plays. Like, I'm ready to go to Fort Worth. It, the, it's not going to bother me being on the stage that big. My advice for any player on this team is to get as close to Shador as you can. Yes. Because he's 10 steps ahead. You know, like, of course, practice tomorrow is important to him. But he's 10 steps ahead of that. Yeah. He's, he can already recite to you every player on the TCU defense. You know, he's he's special in that way. So mm-hmm. if you're a wide receiver, if if you're on the offensive line, if you're a running back, like you should ask him, what are you doing? What yeah. are you doing with your free time? Yeah, because I want to do that, too. Oh, he studies, man. He watches a lot of film. Uh, he, he, he he prepares like, you know, when he is in his offseason he's, and he's talking to a Peyton Manning or Tom Brady like he, he lives like they live. He eats and breathes football before the season is year round for him. And the last thing I'll say about our conversation with him today is. The second that he walked away, I looked to you and I said, he talks about football like a pro. You did say that. And he really does. And you said it behind his back, so now you have to. <laughs> I would say it to his face. Uh, you know, I, I've been around college players. I've been around a lot of NFL players. I've been around Peyton Manning. I've been around Russell Wilson. Like, the way that he thinks about football and talks about football is on the level of professional yeah. players. Whereas, like, a lot of these guys come to college and they're just like, yeah, like I just run routes and catch the ball or I just I just throw the ball to the open guy. Like he's really thinking about this all the way down to 
every single matchup yeah. on the field when they he, set he foot on the like He was on the way to lunch, and he stopped for a good 10 or 15 minutes and talked about this receiver, that receiver, this matchup, that matchup, why he thinks this, why he does that. If this happens, why I'll do this. Prepared, man. Prepared. It's different. I mean, we saw that yesterday when he spoke to the media. Just some of the answers he gave. I mean, it was like an NFL veteran, honestly, who's on this second contract, not a kid who's only 21 going into his third year of college. Um, the Can chat is asking about Tyler Brown like crazy. He is in the facility. <laughs> we saw, saw Tyler Brown today. We talked you to Tyler fist Brown. Bump with him. Yes. And I could like, yes. You know, <laughs> let, me, let me say this as, as a guy that Coach Prime is trusted, brought inside the program, and, you know, we do capture these moments, create this content. There's a roster of 100 plus. We could film one unit all day long, and it doesn't mean you're going to see every person in that yes. unit. You know, and so – you go a couple of days and somebody doesn't see somebody in a clip and then the rumor mill starts about where such as I haven't seen him. Well, at one point they were doing it with Travis, you know. Yes. Uh, and, and, <laughs> then, and then when you start showing a lot of Travis, oh, man, show other people. We want First to get to know the team. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler Brown is in the building. Like, did you see him? I saw him. Did you talk to with him? With my own eyes. We, we <laughs> came like, a fist bump. So it ain't just me. He's there. Um, I think he referred to us as my guys. He, he did, did, actually. He did. Uh, that's my guy too, man. Uh, our other guy, Coach Prime, he spoke today, and did he? He's given us some moments in front of the microphone already, and today was just up there. Everything was just on ten, on eleven, actually. On twenty-one, he was on fire. <laughs> on twenty-one, uh, as someone said. Someone said in our comments, I have not been on the earth this long, but they said in my 66 years of living, this is the best press conference I've ever <laughs> yes. seen. It was a, he was in just. Pure prime. You, you want, yeah, you I want to say, to say rare, rare form, form, but I called but him out for yeah, saying rare form. It's not rare he was in him. prime form. He uh, certainly was. Yeah, he, he was in his bag. He was on one today. Yeah. And, uh, and it's a beautiful thing when he is. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, it was like 20 minutes of press conference, and you probably had 40 viral moments that, that you could just I know. take and just put out there. He was, he was, he was swinging the bat, man. Uh, let's start with this one. It was close to the very top. Uh, someone mentioned conference realignment. And Coach wanted to respond to what Dan Landing had to say. Are oh, you going to play the clip? Yeah. <laughs> All right. We All don't right. have to play We don't have to play that one. It's fine. I don't know if I want to change. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. We're good. Fine. We're good. Anyways, we can tell you what he said. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was asked about conference realignment. He was kind of giving the reporter, you know, back and forth for a bit. And then he goes, oh, the same guys that were talking about us? Yeah, exactly. Of course. <laughs> Oregon and Washington today going to the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. Dan Lanning wanted to run his mouth last week uh, about, I guess, Colorado leaving. Now they're, you know, following in the same footsteps. <clears throat> the thing that I respected the most about what Coach Prime said about realignment was that he addressed the elephant in the room. Chasing it the is not about anything other than money. Yep. And it's unfortunate, honestly, that this is happening. Like, if it wasn't all about money, Colorado would have never left the Big 12 and Nebraska would have never left the Big 12 and we we could have all lived happily ever after, but it is all about money. So everyone's chasing money. Coach Prime is one of the few coaches in college football, maybe the only coach in college football who would just tell it to you straight like that. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the little jab at Dan Lanning in Oregon was nice as a little cherry on top. <laughs> I had a, a, I hear you, but I had a different takeaway from that moment. What I heard was, I don't care. We're going to beat whoever we play, no matter what conference you're in. We're going to play the games on the schedule. Our guys are, bit, are built to win and win now. So it's, it's like, I hear you. It is about the bag. We know that's why people are doing it. But at the end of the day, as a head coach and getting these young men prepared to go to war, 
I really don't care. Like, it, we're going to play football against who we play football against, and we're going to beat who we play. Amen. He was also asked about the depth of the roster multiple times. <laughs> um, but, just, I mean, he was glowing about yes. the depth of this roster. And three months ago, people were wondering if we had enough players to even field the team. And, Coach Prime feels like we're set, like on players that can play. And, With scholarships in the back pocket. Yes. And Adam, Adam asked the first question, which was just, hey, you finally have – does this kind of finally feel like your team? Yeah. Coach Prime said, yes, these guys can play. And that kind of set the tone for the entire press conference, which was him not shying away from expectations, not shying away from the idea that this team can win right now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's almost shocking for people to hear stuff like that. Because normally when a coach takes over a 1-11 program, they say a lot of buzzwords yeah. like rebuild, yeah, we'll get there, bear cupboard, all of these <laughs> things, you know, like be patient, be patient. Yes. You know, like we got to in- implement our system, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The, the whole tune of this press conference was we got the guys we need. Yeah, we're ready to go. Whether he's talking about the receivers, whether he's asked if he's worried about the depth on the defensive line, it all came back to the same place, which is we're going to win. Yep. And he said it over and over and, and over, over and over again. And I, you know, coaches say a lot of things, but usually coaches don't put themselves in a bad position by setting expectations they don't believe that their players can meet. And Neely, I think you can attest to this. Today was the best practice they've had of the three practices. Absolutely. And he was kind of feeling himself about yeah. the way this and, team and is going to look. Saturday's practice is going to be better than today's. And Monday's practice would be better than Saturday's. You know, the, the arrow is pointing up. The effort is pointing up. We're doing all the things that need to be done internally, uh, you know, to win. One of the other things that came up to, during the press conference that continues to come up that just – I, I have oh, no. no idea why it keeps coming up. Oh, God. Is these questions where – the notion is, or the premise is, well, coach, we know you don't actually coach. So talk to us about the offensive defense coordinators and what they're doing. Or, hey, coach, how involved are you? Like, he has hired this staff. He sits in on the defensive meetings, the offensive meetings. He is highly involved on the field during practice, coaching the position groups and not just the DBs. Folks need to get out of the, the mindset or notion that somehow Deion Sanders is just a CEO, a name, a figurehead, a figurehead and not highly involved. He is highly involved without being a micromanager. You know, Charles Kelly, that's your defense, but I'm right by you yeah. <laughs> and I'm watching it because as he always says, there's two people who's going to be held accountable for wins and losses. And they're both their last name of Sanders. And that's the head coach yep. and the starting quarterback. Yeah. He is highly involved in the coaching of this team. Darius is thrown into that between this team. Like (laughs) he's involved, man. And people continue to question as if he didn't bring the tools to the table to do this job. Yeah. And I mean, we could talk all day about the questions that get asked (laughs) in these press. Or the lack there of good ones. Yeah. Like I I love talking to Coach Prime. I hate that I know when we hear that Coach Prime is talking, every single person with a camera in the state is gonna show up. And I don't know. It's like if you watch Neely's videos, if you watch Bucky's videos, if you watch Darius' videos, like all these questions are answered for you before you have to ask them. So, and I understand everyone's doing a different thing. If you're working for the, you know, a TV station, you got to find a, a fun little clip that you can play on in 30 seconds on the five o'clock news. But it's tough because yeah. we, we have very little time with Coach Prime. And it's why every yes. time is such a spectacle yes. when he talks to us. 
But, you know, what do we get? 15 minutes? We got about 20 minutes. 20, 20 minutes today. Yeah. It's like when, when 13 of those minutes are used on puff pieces or this, that, or the other thing, it's sure. frustrating. Asking questions that have already been asked and answered multiple times. We're it's asking just, about theme music. Theme music yeah, that was is Travis going to play both ways. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. It's tough. It's tough. Um, so he raved about the talent of the roster. He also talked about the chemistry of the team. Uh, the unit, he said the unity that they're displaying is unbelievable. I love what I'm seeing. We've got to give these kids credit for what they're accomplishing. He also mentioned, go talk to the guys who yeah. survived on this roster. Mm -hmm. Ask them. What the, ask them what yeah. the difference is between then and now. Yep. Uh, you know, as he said, man, when you walk into the cafeteria, shout out to the cafeteria, Chef For Carl sure. Solomon, my number one guy. By the way, as Coach Prime always says, Neely don't miss no meals. I missed a <laughs> meal hanging with you guys. Oh, so sure. and that guy right there, man, had one of the best looking damn burgers I've seen in my life. And I've watched him <laughs> eat it slowly. We're going to get you a burger right that's after what, this. That's what yes, I yes. So now, back to what I was saying. When you see the guys in the cafeteria, there's no position groups sitting with each other, white guys sitting with each other, black guys. It's all mixed up. These guys get along. They're working together. You know, everyone's concern was, oh, man, with that roster turnover, how are you going to create a team before you get to fall ball? And it has happened. These guys are unified. They kick it together. They hang out. You've, been, you've walked through that locker room. You see how lively it is and everybody's getting along. It's unbelievable how he's built this roster and got them to believe and come together in about 60 days. It's remarkable. And, and I'll be honest, I was one of those people who thought, man, it's going to be tough to get a team to come together, not over the course of an offseason, over the course of half an offseason. Yeah. And for whatever reason, you bring in these guys from all over the country. And what's interesting about this is normally a team has guys who just know they're not going to play. Right. right. You show up and you're just like, man, I, I can't believe I'm here. Yep. I'm lucky to be on the team. I'm lucky to have a jersey. I'm lucky to have a locker. This team has none of that because you've got a bunch of graduate transfers. You've got a bunch of guys who left other situations because they want to go somewhere where they can play. Well, guess what? 77 guys, which is what they have on scholarship right now, are not going to play. And you would think that would almost create more animosity and it hasn't. between. And, for and, whatever, and that's not – what about the walk-ons? who are giving it they're all just like guys on scholarships you can't tell them apart and so you have this team full of guys who all expect to play all you know in other situations could be looking at each other saying that guy's going for my job any any chance i can have to push him down is a chance to push me up you don't have that at all it's actually wild to see the level of camaraderie these guys have built in just a matter of months um, I mean, not to go back to last year, but when McChesney spoke to the team last year, he talked about that shit, though. He was saying there's a lot of guys here who are just happy to be here. They love wearing Colorado on their chest. They love practicing under the flat irons. There ain't none of that this season. It's a beautiful um, thing. You know, before the show, you told me if you said shit on air to take your beer. So, um, Oh, tough break. I didn't say that. Oh, you didn't? No, go ahead. Say shit again. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Beer. You have your prime punch yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, I got shit. Because I was waiting on the moment. Let's go. This is the moment. This, this is the moment. moment. The moment yes. is right now. All right. So this is with the DNBR bar, and this is the prime punch. Prime punch and from our guy, to, Chandler, behind the bar. I did not try it off air. All right. So this is going to be authentic, real. This could go off the rails now. We had like a. Like if this is a horrible oh, no. drink, I'm going to say it. <laughs> oh, I'm so scared. <laughs> All right. The garnish is off. You're gone. It's like putting an umbrella. I 
I would definitely order this. Let's, Let's go. go. Right. I would definitely order this. For my guy Chandler behind the bar. No, 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 that's, that's the punch. prime punch. There's a special on that tonight if you guys want something else. I see a lot of beers out there. Get yourself a prime punch. All right. No red in it. Yeah, we, that was. Golden color. Black straw. <laughs> Golden black. Yeah, black I like and gold. It. Let's go. I like it. Uh, a couple other things just from today. Coach himself said he feels great. Better practice today overall over the last two days. Set his goals to run out with the team uh, in week one against TCU. He had a great quote. I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. I know what I'm doing. Amen. Uh, Speaking about, of drinks, can I get another one of these? <laughs> how about it's the Riki tequila and lime? How about we don't have challenges. We present challenges. Yeah, that was a good one. That's a yeah, great that was one. A good one. That was a good one. Man, he, he had 20 just zingers. Oh, yeah. One-liners. Just in his bag today. He talked about um, Shador working with Russ in the Broncos. Mentioned that he and Sean Payton are really close. It was Russ that reached out to them. It was. Mm -hmm. To link up at Folsom. Um, said, I want our kids to see how pros work. The guys were so pleasant talking about the Broncos. I wish we could do more of that next offseason. And then Thank finally, you, great service here. Asked about Charlie Offerdahl, and he said, "I call him Charlie Charlie Often Ball." <laughs> yeah. Um, he said he's a dog. I love his commitment and his swagger. I wish every walk-on could understand his mentality. I love Charlie. Absolutely. Everyone loves Charlie. Yeah. Yep. So who was my choice of player of the day today for practice? I'm glad you said that. Charlie Offerdahl. The guy brought it today, and he brings it every day. And if you just watch practice, you wouldn't know, okay, he's a walk-on, he's a scholarship player. Man, he is giving it his damn all day in and day out. Infectious smile, infectious mustache. The, you know, <laughs> the chemistry between he and Savion Wilkerson, who transferred from Jackson State, they look like they've known each other since high school or something. Uh, and they push each other in the weight room, push each other uh, at practice, and, and – they both make the most of their reps. And today, Charlie broke a run. It was probably about a 60-yard run. The first 40 of it was juking. I mean, he was making folks miss, and they were in pursuit. And then he just opened up to another gear, got caught from behind before he made it to the end zone, but put the offense in scoring position. He balled out today, and he does it every day. It's, this is such an important part of a team. Having guys who don't have, you know, all the, the stars and the offers – and those things around him, pushing the guys who do have that. Yep. Because, you know, you can come in with, with five stars next to your name or four stars next to your name and think that that gets you somewhere. Mm -hmm. And the second that you see Charlie Offerdahl wearing number 44, yeah. little white guy with a mustache, yeah. working his ass off, that makes you realize there is no free ride here. Yeah. I have to work for everything I get. I asked Charlie about that April and I said, I just, I walked up to him and I said, man, why? Like, why are you just full damn blown out every rep? And he says, he says, coach, because that's my contribution to this team. If I don't, they won't. He said, I don't have a scholarship. You know, I don't have big NILs, but I have my example of work ethic. And that's how I lead this team. That's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And you know what? <clears throat> Yesterday you told us, Savion Wilkerson, was second place. Yeah, he was right there behind for Zay. player of the day behind Zay Weaver. Wait, Weaver. Today, you have Charlie Offerdahl win player of the day. Yep. And we're not talking about Alton McCaskill, Dylan Edwards, Smoke, who all got reps. Yep. Who all got reps. You know, and and they make the most of theirs as well. But there's just something about 
the energy that Offerdahl brings and how it spreads throughout the team when he does something. Yep. Like it, it's like watching Rudy, you know, yeah. unfold. You know, someone else can break one for 10 yards. Cool, that boy. Charlie breaks one for 10, and, like, there's Gatorade flying. People are going crazy. <laughs> so he has that impact in the locker room, in the weight room, and on the field. Just a great kid, man. Uh, what a great mustache. Yeah. It was awesome meeting him today. Better than I can grow. All right. Uh, shout out to the American Raptors at Infinity Park. The 2023 Rugby Town Sevens Tournament will take place at Infinity Park on Friday, August 25th through Sunday, August 27th. We'll have 20 teams from all over the world competing for a $10,000 grand prize. Uh, tournament consists of over 62, 62 games, I think that is. That's Maybe take your sunglasses off. I'm, I'm, this is a typo. I don't know. I can't do anything about that. Um, if you didn't get the ticket you wanted as an elite athlete, check out the opportunities at Infinity Park. Rugby just may be your next ride. Uh, the Rugby Town 7 tickets, 7 tickets start at just $10. Visit AmericanRaptors.com to learn more. Also, shout out to Kind Love. Uh, kind Love is one of the first dispensaries. Kind Love's in the house tonight. Are they really? Yes, sir. Kind Love, what's All up? All right. Kind Love. Uh, established in 2010, known for cultivating some of the highest quality cannabis in the state. Check out their turbo cores. Uh, Neely, I don't know if you'd be able to handle a turbo car, my man. <laughs> I know, I'm sitting here just thinking, like, y'all give me this sample of the prime drink, but I can't. Hey. So. Hey. hey. I think there's. I don't think there's any fire alarms around here. <laughs> um, hit up the people with Kind Love over there. They can uh, hook you up with the Turbo Car. Uh, you can visit one of their many store or one of their two stores in Cherry Creek or North Denver. Mention DMBR and receive the DMBR exclusive discount, twenty five percent off That's all nice. Kind Love flower pre rolls and their Turbo Joint line. And twenty five percent off is stout. Mention DMBR. Yes, sir. That's all right. You can also also visit their website at kindlove.com and use that code DMBR for online ordering and their full extensive menu. And if you're in the bar, go get yourself a kind love lighter. There you go. They're hooking it up over there. Um, let's talk about practice. Let's do it. Practice. Practice. Not a game, <laughs> but practice. Uh, Which practice? Day one, day two, three, all three? No, day three. Day three. That was Coach, today. Yes. Coach said it was better than the last two days. What did you notice that was better? Uh, I think that the defensive intensity picked up, you know, having shoulder pads on. Uh, you know, oftentimes the offense is able to get a get an upper hand when I can't touch you. Uh, but one of the interesting things, the past three practices, you know, typically this time of year, you know, the offense is kind of lagging behind yep. and the defense is way ahead of schedule. I think it's the reverse. I think our offense is clicking a little faster than the defense. But, you know, the footnote to that, you got about a 90% new defense. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and Charles Kelly has, you know, a system. He has – some installs that build on each other. So I'm confident they're going to get there before we go to Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, but these past three days, man, the offense has, has been working. And to me, that's a, a reflection of the work that they've been putting in. Mm -hmm. Going all the way back to, gosh, I wish I could remember what month it was, but I'm just going to guess March Yeah. when they're out in Florida and you've got, you know, Jimmy Horn out there working with Shador. Like, Jaquez Robinson wasn't working with, uh, Levante Bentley in March. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I, like, get, yeah, I, I draw a parallel. Yeah. There's a huge advantage that those guys have, especially from a passing game standpoint of Shador doesn't let those guys lag behind. He's going to make sure, like, <laughs> if you want the ball. Yes, exactly. Yep. So, you know, he doesn't want to let Shiloh yeah. run his mouth against him. So he's making sure those those wide receivers from day one have been working with him. And 
you know, you add in a Javon Antonio to give you a physical presence. Like it's, it's, they're kind of stacking. Whereas the defense is, is still kind of putting the puzzle together because yeah. of the fact that you had to replace damn near everyone on that sure. defense just from the spring. Sure. So I got to get to know the guys next to me and we got to get to know this scheme and how we work together. How do I communicate with you? Uh, not just in the scheme terminology, but just as teammates, as friends, you know. Uh, and, but the D, I, I strongly believe they're going to get there. They, there were some one-on-one workouts, D-line and O-line, and I think the D-line got the better of that today. Uh, so the defense arrow is certainly pointing up, but I just still think there's a little lag behind the offense because of what they're faced with. You were talking about the time that offense has had together with the quarterback and the receivers. Defense is going to get there. Who is your second place today for player of the day? Oh, one of the receivers. I mean, you pick uh, the, the chemistry between Shadur and Travis. You know, you're talking about 40, 50 yard plays, and it's like he handed him the ball, but it was up top back pylon, mm-hmm. you know, and thrown 20 yards before Travis was at the spot. You know, that's the kind of chemistry on him. Jimmy Horn has some big plays. Zay, Zay Weaver, Jimmy and, and Travis do their thing. Zay Weaver does his thing every day, every play. Mm. Like, Zay Weaver, number 10, is going to be special for Colorado football. What about Omarion Miller? What's he been doing out there? Absolutely. Like, it's – they're bringing it, man. Yeah. Like, you know, and now when you put the pads on, it's a little chirping. Yeah. <laughs> it's, All right. It's, it's getting a little chippy out there. Uh, Coach Prime told me today, don't take the receivers down to the ground. You know, you could thud them and you could hit the running backs, but nobody to the ground. But they were still taking advantage. Shiloh was, you know, trying to do his thing. You know, he's <laughs> CEO of the headache game, so he was, he was trying to – do a little more than thud and thump some. So you can you can tell the spirit of practice is going to start picking up. Right. Well, and, and the wide receiver is the only group that Coach Prime went out of his way yes. to mention to us. I'm telling you, when he said it, I smirked because it shows that I'm seeing what he's seeing or he's seeing what I'm seeing. Like, those guys you know have been special out there, man. This is in the run of the meal. Oh, that was an okay pass. No, these guys are on the absolute same damn page, man. Yeah. They're All balling. Right. Let's talk about camp battles. Uh, not every position group will hit, but most of them that are at least true battles. Mm-hmm. Running back, we already kind of talked about, you know, you mentioned everyone else is getting work in. Charlie had a big day. Sivian's had a big, uh, big couple days. But how are we shaping up here? Is Alton still the lead guy? If so, I guess, what number would you put on percentage of, you know, him being the carry share, I guess? Hard, hard to tell percentage-wise because everybody's getting their reps. Uh, you know, McCaskill's been looking good out there. I still think in this, this new era of ball, it's going to be the same thing for Colorado. It's going to be running back by committee. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think – because all of them bring a different thing to the table. Their bodies are different. Their yep. speeds are different. For instance, when you watch uh, Dylan Edwards run or McCaskill run, like they're making people miss, and they got 15 yards. Well, you hand the ball to Savion Wilkerson – he made nobody miss, and he's dropping his shoulders and hitting them and got 15 yards. Bowling ball. So, so it's, they got different styles. And yep. so there are different times of the game where, you know, you're going to want to save you on in the game to help in pass protection that you may not want to Dylan Edwards doing. Yep. Uh, but when you need a speed play out of the flat, you got a Dylan Edwards you can do a check down to, and he, he's fastest, one of the fastest guys on the team. So hard to say right now who has that upper edge because they're all getting those reps and they're doing it in different fashions and different play calls. I truly just don't understand how you're going to keep Dylan Edwards off the field. Well, you can't. <clears throat> Coach Prime talked about that today. Yep. In the press conference, somebody asked that. 
uh, he is able with his speed to be in the return game. Yep. He's able to play some receiver. He's able to come out the backfield. And with his size is actually an asset, he gets lost behind the offensive line. Oh. And you lose track of where he is, and he'll he's yep. 40 yards past you. Yep. I think when he first came, you know, we watched his high school highlights when he committed, and it's a lot of bouncing it outside and just running around everyone. But if you watch his highlights from in practice, from the spring, from what we've seen so far in fall camp, he is not uncomfortable going between the tackles. Oh, no. He'll get through there, and then he'll bounce it out and run around people. Somewhere – from today he was born to today, he hasn't been convinced he's small. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't understand. <laughs> no, you're smaller than that guy. He yeah. will go right at a linebacker. Uh, his speed is just off the charts fast. Uh, his his IQ and acumen to read where to run is off the charts. And as I said, Coach Primer said he's going to find his way on the field. Yeah, he has to. Speed alone, it demands it. We talked about wide receiver quite a bit today. But I'll throw this at you. An 11 personnel, one back, one tight end, three wide receivers. I, I know what 11 personnel I'm explaining for the listeners. <laughs> I know about the one. Who are the starting wide receivers? <laughs> Woo. Here's the good problem. You can close your eyes and draw straws, and you're going to come up with a, with a good group. But I'm going to go Travis, Zay, give me Antonio, Oof. Jimmy Horn. There's only three. That's four. That's four. We only, we only got room for three. No, man. I'm, you know, There's Mikey game. Harrison's out there. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it, so, in we the conversation we had with Shador, these guys on the outside are so damn fast, right, that if you send a Travis on the go route, a safety has to go over and help. Oh, yeah. Right? So, here's a linebacker, you know, kind of chopping his feet, watching, seeing what Jimmy Horn is doing out the slot. It's no way. There's no way there's a linebacker in this conference that could keep up or a nickel that can keep up with Jimmy Horn. If he catches it, he's gone. Yep. So you can throw it downfield 40 yards in the air, 10 yards after the catch for a 50-yard play, or you can throw a five-yard pass to Jimmy Horn, and he runs 45 yards for a 50-yard play. And Jimmy Horn is like – he's built to get the ball in short yard, like. He's not going to be one of those guys where you're like, oh, he's he's scrawny, and yeah. if he takes a hit, it's in big trouble. Like, you want to throw, you want, you want to play man, you're going to go mesh. Run, and Jimmy Horn's going to the, be wide, running wide open across the middle, and he's not afraid of getting hit by a linebacker. We run it back to the running backs for a second. I believe Dylan Edwards has probably put on ten to twelve pounds of muscle. He said and, he's put and, on and, seventeen. Okay, one far off. Yeah, you know, I hadn't talked to him about it, but and I would say the same thing for Jimmy Horn. Like when you see him. It's like, man, um, this dude is ripped. There was a photo that came out, I think, yesterday of Jimmy Horn just like, you know, he's got the ball in his hands, like kind of taking on contact. And yeah, his he is, just he is just so chiseled. Shout out to Mo Sims and his staff, strength and conditioning. Coach Most. They have done their damn thing, man. They have really changed these guys' bodies. Yeah. This wide receivers group is really deep, really good, and really fast. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the speed is off the charts. We didn't even talk about Tarvaris Dawson. Who Dylan told us is the second fastest player on the team. Yep. And Dylan gave it first to himself. <laughs> I, that's why I smirk. It's like, okay. <laughs> Which might mean that he's actually first. Yeah, because he's not going to vote for the other No, guy, he's never going to say he's second, which I respect. Now, there were a couple of weeks when they do the metrics that, that, uh, he, that Dylan was second or Jimmy was second. So it, it, it flipped back. But there's some practices, man, where those three guys. When they upload the data, that first number is a two. They hit 21, yeah. you know, 20 miles per hour at practice. 
Uh, Coach also said Dylan's going to be returning kicks this year. Yep. And that's what Dylan told us he wanted to do. Yep. Yeah. And who, it, who better to learn from on punt oh. return and Deion Sanders? Oh, yeah. Uh, tight end. How is this group looking? Coach Brew gave a generous grade on day one. Uh, where are we at? Who would you pick to be the starter if we had to play a game tomorrow? I'm not going to pick one uh, because that one has not e emerged for me. But I will say as a group, the arrow is pointing up. Uh, Coach Brew is getting and demanding the absolute best out of them. Uh, I think he gave them a C, C minus day one. They're probably C plus. They gave him an A day one. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's they, they are solid. Uh, so, the second day of practice, they were highly involved in the offensive scheme and, and made some noise. Didn't do enough to pass Zay Weaver because he was scoring downfield. But uh, those the, the tight ends are, are going to be, you know, have a role in this offense. You can make the argument that Coach Brew is the best position coach on this team. And I think he's being tasked with the most difficult task. Easily. Um, he doesn't have a four-star guy in there. He doesn't have a, a, a highly rated transfer in there. He's being given a group, multiple guys who are staying over from last year. And, you know, actually, are there any? is there anyone new in that group? I don't think so. Uh, Elijah Yelverton. Okay, Yelverton, yep. He's giving he's probably being given the group with the least heralded talent. Yes. And you're asking him, give us a power five pack and the, twelve. And the least heralded role. Totally. Yeah. And if anyone can do it, it's Coach Brew. Absolutely. And then here they are making noise. And it, it didn't matter if it was the ones, twos, or threes, the tight ends were playing a role in the offense yesterday. That's gonna be it's gonna be like if he turns out a sol one yeah. solid tight end out of that group. That's going to be the Lord's work that he just did. Well, we talked to Coach Lewis yesterday, and he kind of gushed about Michael Harrison. He gushed? I mean, come on. You win. You <laughs> win. First. Yeah, 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 you were first. You were first. Good job. Um, <laughs> Coach Brew has been talking him up, too, throughout you know last few months, really. Yeah. What have you seen from Michael Harrison so far? Consistency, effort, uh, attention to detail, doing the small things right, uh, attentive, you know. Some of our coaches, man, you know, our head coach, Coach Prime, is an old-school coach. He will tell you, if I don't see bone or blood, trainer's not going out there. Like, it's no-nonsense <laughs> approach. The other two who are, are very old-school in mechanics are Coach Brew and Coach Sal. Like, if you play for them, you got to have some skin on you. Yeah. You know, because they, they coach you up. Uh, and they coach in a certain style. You know, it's, 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 it's football. It's grown man football. So, uh I like to see how receptive they are to the coaching. You know, they, they don't yep. pack it in. They don't, you know, sulk. They stand there eye to eye, and they take it, and they correct it, and do the next rep. Uh, you mentioned we got to see some inside run, some trench yeah. work today between the offensive line, defensive line. The start on the offensive side. Who's been standing out to you there? I won't ask you to give me a starting five, but how do you feel about the five that could be in front of Shador when it comes to game time? So... Thank you for not asking me to give you starting five. But I will lean on something that Shadour told the three of us. Yes. If he's comfortable and likes his offensive line, I'd be damned if I don't. Yep. <laughs> you know, and he told us today he sees something special in them. He knows how to motivate them on, on which calls to, to give me more on this one. You know, uh, and so as long as that chemistry and communication is developing between them, uh, I think Coach OB will select the right five you know, to start, but the key is to make sure we go into the season uh, with health and depth intact. 
you know, because you don't want any, any fall off or drop off there. So I think that the offensive line has been they've been functioning, man. They, they have been doing their thing. I think people are going to be surprised at how good they are because, you know, there was a big question mark this spring and it's certainly upgraded since the spring. Have any of the new guys in particular stood out to you? Jack Bailey, um, you know, any you know, of- because they're all kind of going through the same mechanics at the same level, they they're rising together. Okay. You know, okay. It's not just one that's going, oh my God, look at him. Like they're, they're <clears throat> rising as a unit. Okay. And I, and I really love the way that they challenge each other. Uh, after practice, you'll see them as a group doing things together. Yeah. Uh, after practice. So at, when practice is over, you meet with your position coach on the field and go over some things. And then, you know, you're dismissed. Well, they'll leave Coach OB and go talk amongst themselves mm-hmm. and, and then find some more work to go do to self-correct. I like that part of what I'm seeing from them. Is Coach OB the toughest coach on the, on the team to impress? No, Coach Prime is the toughest to impress. Okay, all right. Yeah, all right. Like, he's position just like, coach. Yeah, position coach, yeah. Well, first of all, when OB is like walking, he's kind of, you know, this menacing walk <laughs> yeah. towards you. He's coming towards you like something is wrong. Yeah. You know, so he's like, shit, what did I do? Yeah, but it's just, it's just his demeanor and his style, you know, it's, it's uh, but they, he has their attention. Yeah. You know, and he, he has their attention. He, he has their respect. They know that he's putting them in the best spot and he's teaching. One of the things I love when I sit in on his, his uh, film sessions, he not only teaches what to do, he teaches why. Like, okay, guys, I need you to do this. And some old school coaches, like, don't ask me questions. Do what the hell I said do. But he tells them, like, this, no, this is why you do it. So this doesn't happen. Because mm-hmm. if you fail at this, then this leads to this. He's a, he's a very good explainer of why we're doing this drill and how this drill translates to football. It's interesting just getting to see him up close and personal now because <clears throat> when he was hired, he was, the head, he was previously, you know, a couple of jobs ago, the head coach at Shadron State. And for whatever reason, that's a big place for, you know, lower level Colorado high school athletes to go. Okay. Um, I should say higher level, but, you know, a lot of guys played for him. And I had so many people reach out to me saying, I absolutely loved playing for Coach OB. He was my favorite coach I've ever had. And when you meet him, I just like, I'm like, this is the guy that was your favorite coach? But when you talk about that stuff, teaching them the what and the why, it, it makes sense why and guys this, this love This is going to come out like a slight, but I promise you, in my mind, it's a hell of a compliment. <laughs> so, like, Ben Grimm, the thing, Fantastic Four, Sam the Eagle from the Muppet Show, if you mesh them together, it's like Coach OB. <laughs> because, the, you know, it's like the scowl is there, like the size is there. It is no damn nonsense, man. Yeah. You know, when it's, when it's football time, it's football time. So, it, it, one of the things you said about his former players respecting him, Earlier this week in a staff meeting, heard Coach Prime say something. I just, you know, leaned back. He told all of his coaches around the room, I want you guys to let these players get to know you because I want this to be more than about me. I can't be the only one recruiting. You know, players go out and talk, and they talk about their position coaches. You know, open yourselves up. Make yourselves available. Get to know them, but more importantly, let them get to know you because this light needs to be on you because they need to come play the position they're playing here, not just because I'm the head coach, but because you're their position coach. Yeah. It's great. It, man, it's like in a world where everybody thinks Deion Sanders makes it about him, he's, he sits in a room and he tells them why he's making it about them. That's far and away the most incorrect oh, yeah. Yeah. opinion about this team and anything around it. Yeah, people think they know, but they have no idea, man. It's completely no idea. wrong.
Um, let's switch to the defensive line. Let's do it. First off, uh, people are asking about Zach Blackwood, just dismissed from the team. Uh, what well, we didn't? I don't think dismissed was ever used. Well, no, I don't left, left the team. The team. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. But um, yeah, I haven't. I don't know, and if I knew, wouldn't tell you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but this uh, unit, a lot has been talked about with this unit in terms of the depth, mm-hmm. in terms of just improving from last year and trying to get better quality players in. Yeah. Coach Prime really attacked the portal when it came to this defensive line. Got a Absolutely. lot of grad transfers. Uh, Jordan Dominic, Leonard Payne, all these guys on the edge. What Cokes. have you seen? Cokes, of course. What have you seen from the defensive line so far? Total upgrade. And, and not just an upgrade uh, in talent, upgrade in the mentality. Like, you, D-line and O-line is a fist fight. Like, it is, it is taking the great off the fan and putting your face in it. And you have to be willing to do that. And you have, and you now have a room with Coach Sal leading it of guys that are willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of the names you mentioned, man, are, are just shining through. Uh, and then some of the some of the new guys who've kind of been flipped around positions. Uh, a a, a main chance chance main. Uh, he made some noise out there today, man. Mm-hmm. And and he's coming from being an edge or defensive end to now the you know learning the mechanics of defensive line. And he didn't look today like this is new to him. Yeah. You know, because that power he has and soaking up knowledge and, and, and taking the most of his opportunity. Uh, you know, a lot of folks know him as the last chance you guy, you know. Yep. And, and being here in Colorado, head coach Deion Sanders, position coach, you know, Coach Sal, he ain't blowing this opportunity. Like, he is engaged, man. Yeah. Well, in one of the videos recently, I don't know if it was yours or <clears throat> Coach Prime walked into Coach Sal's room. And said, "Man, this room looks different. Yep. It does. This room looks way different than it did in the I was spring." With and, them, and Sal uh, agrees. Tuesday night, and I, I sit in the back and and you know watch Sal do his thing with them, and I'm watching the room. I was like, "Man, you know, like other than a coach and a pain, like did, where did everybody go?" Yeah, you know, and and it was a a dismissal but upgrade. Mm-hmm. Like they are much better than before. What have you seen from the guys coming from the SEC? Arden Walker, Amari McNeil, J.J. Hawkins along that defensive as line. As advertised. Like you, you touched on Dominic, you know, who's yeah. at Arkansas, man. As, as advertised. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they, they recognize that this is my opportunity. You look at like a Shane Cokes who's graduated from college, Ivy League, graduated from Dartmouth, now at CU. I mean, he got one year to do it. Yeah. Like he knows this is it. Like this is – I'm trying to go from the Ivy League to the National Football League. I got a ball out. Yep. There's a lot of guys like that on yeah. this roster. And that's why I just think, man, the coaches are going to have a, a good problem on their hands of a bunch of guys who expect to be on the field. Mm-hmm. And these guys came here because they think this is their last chance to make noise in this game. Yep. And so whether that's Shane Cokes, who is going to get his chance, I have a pretty good feeling about that. For sure. uh, or any of the corners who came in, the safeties. Like, mm-hmm. There's a lot of grad transfers. And I, and I asked Dylan about this, and I just said, you know, like, how do how do those guys impact the team? And he's just like, everyone notices how serious they are. Like, yeah. there's no, you know, there's a difference between when you come in as a freshman and you think, like, I've got time to make noise at right. this school. Yeah. All of these guys came here. I mean, we're talking about dozens of players came here thinking, this is my only chance to make and, noise at this school. And a Dylan Edwards would tell you, he came here thinking, believing he was mature and quickly recognized compared to those guys you just mentioned how immature he was. He calls them old guys. Yeah, and, he, <laughs> and, and to see his growth and being just around them is a key component to, to 
the development of this team because the younger guys are learning from the older guys like you don't have the time you think you have. Yeah. You know, like in this new age of college football, like there's roster turnover every year. There is no four-year scholarship. Scholarships are annual. You know, so just because you're here now, don't think that you have time. Well, I'll wait to sophomore, junior year and do it. Like you got to prove that you belong here and need to be here while you got the chance. All right, two more position groups to get through. Linebacker. It feels to me like Demoy Kennedy and Levante Bentley have that kind of locked down, but you think there's another player, another former JSU player that's in the fold. Yeah, you know, JB has moved over there, man. J.R.B. Brown. I think he's I think he's gonna make some noise in that room. But uh certainly for the same reason we just discussed about the D line, I, I like Bentley. Mm-hmm. You know, he brings that maturity to the table, the ability. I, I mean, you talk about a beast in the weight room. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> uh and soaking up the why to play the position, how to play the position. I, I love Bentley, man. Um, Coach Prime talked about Des Moines today. Yes, he yeah. did. Yeah. I asked him about yeah. it. Reference a specific play where he flew into the flat, made a play, and yeah. Dylan Edwards told us he's the fifth fastest yes. player on the team. And he's a linebacker. He's a linebacker. Fifth coming, fastest coming player. Coming off a season-ending leg injury, yeah. too, by the way. Yeah. And he's, still wearing a yellow jersey. Yes. He is in phenomenal shape, man. Love that is a weapon at this in, in this type of setting of football. This is a weapon right here. <laughs> this this. Was it Prime Punch our call? Prime Punch. Yeah, this, this is, is a pack of punch. punch. Yeah. I forgot the name. Mm. Um, let's talk about the secondary, but I also wanted to ask you this about the linebackers. Have any of the safeties been kind of working down in the box in that linebacker role at all? Since TCU is watching the show, I'm not going to answer that. All right. There we go. Uh, Thanks for the views, though, TCU. <laughs> <laughs> DBs, just combining the corners and the safeties. Obviously, Travis and Cormani, yeah. five stars. They're going to be your number one and number two guys out there. What's it like with them off the field, though? What do you see from the guys, Jaquez, O'Marion Cooper? A lot of chemistry. They got an excellent position coach in Coach Mathis who played pro ball, uh, played with the Cowboys and the Saints, knows how to play corner but also knows how to make your money playing special teams, you know, as a gunner and that kind of thing. Uh, see a lot of camaraderie there. I, I think that they're much positioned like the linebackers that you're going to be able to close your eyes after those first two and just pick some others mm-hmm. because the talent level and the dedication and the work ethic is, is all there. Uh, and, and let's face it, man, <laughs> our head coach, Deion Sanders, he was in Atlanta. He practiced every day against Andre Risen. He goes to the 49ers. He practices every day against Jerry Rice. He goes to the Cowboys. He practices every day against Michael Irvin. Pick one of our corners, any one of them, and they're either facing Travis, and then when Travis flips over, the receiver's facing him. Like, iron sharpens iron. Yep. These guys are practicing against people who are speed and talent-wise above who they're going to be playing against. You can't help but get better if you take it the right way. I love that. And you, you told that to us the other day when you're like, when I'm looking at a game coming up this week, I just ask myself, Absolutely. well, how does that team's wide receiver compare yeah. to the wide receiver that – Colorado. Like I, I literally look at the, you know, as we've discussed, and I look at the other teams' roster, watch their film, and I ask myself, I pick a position, that linebacker, could he start for us? You know, that corner, if he were in Colorado, would he be a starter here? Mm-hmm. That receiver, if he was in Colorado, would he be a starter here? As you look at some of the things we're going to be facing, you get a lot of no's. You know, that, that we have some of the best people in that position in this conference. It's just a matter of coming together as a team, you know, with some challenges. Uh, and, and fast forwarding because September 2nd is a fixed date. But we also have to realize we have an experienced team with individuals, mm-hmm. but we have a young team as being together. You know, this is right. just August 4th. Yep. As they continue to be player-led, player-driven, and come together as a team, 
you're going to make up for some of that game lack of game time together. With the safeties, obviously Shiloh's here now. He I just, I feel like what he brings, of course on the field, but off the field yeah. also in the way, what you put it, pushing buttons. Yeah, he's a button pusher. He's, a, he's so much of a button pusher yes. that people lose the context of how <laughs> cerebral he is at the position. Like he plays the position very smart. Uh, he knows what he's doing. Uh, Coach Charles Kelly would tell you that he's been impressed with his intelligence in the film, his intelligence in learning this game. You, you got to take the mouth with it, mm-hmm. you know, because he, but he the is team going needs to him, right? I thought because so. I, I thought it was the one thing that one of many things this team was missing this yes. spring is that you didn't have a button push. You didn't have, a, you know, a guy that's going to be an ass and challenge. Like the starting quarterback is his brother. If he gets interception, he will run it back to the line of scrimmage and throw it at his brother's head. Yeah. You know, and, and cussing while he's doing it. Like mm-hmm. he, he's he has that dog mentality in him. And, and that's something that was missing that Shiloh Sanders brings to the table. He, he ain't just out there because he's a Sanders. He ain't just wearing 21 because that's his dad. The guy can ball, man. I've said this so many times, and it, it has to be framed a certain way because Shiloh can be a, a nice guy, you know, off the field. Being an asshole is a beautiful thing to have in football. It is. I'm sitting between you, two of them. Like, it's, it's, it's great. <laughs> you need that in football. Yeah. You know, we talk about this a lot, but, like, you go back to the 2015 Broncos, the last football team to have great success in this state, and it was just full of them. T.J. Ward, Aqib Tlaib, even Chris Harris had mm-hmm. that in them. Darian mm-hmm. Stewart a little bit. Derek Wolf on the defensive yep. line. Like, football is not a game for nice guys. <laughs> it, it's a mean game. And yeah. so Shiloh goes out there like he's not trying to make any friends out on the no. field. No. And that is, that's, a, that's a beautiful thing to have as a football player. And I, and I just got to circle back and double down. All of that is beautiful, RK. I, I mean, I agree with you. But we focus so much on that that we forget to acknowledge he also knows what the hell he's doing oh, yeah. and do it. Oh, yeah. yeah it ain't just like and he he's can a trash talker. Yeah, he, he knows what he's doing, man. There's not many safeties in college football running 4-3-40s. A couple of players specifically I want to ask you about. Uh-oh. Really, Just give me really quickly. Ryan, uh-huh. You can jump in right after if you want. What have you seen from Rod Ward? I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Okay. How about Cormani McLean? We haven't talked about him much yep. at all on this show. How's he been progressing? He has been progressing, particularly on his uh, conditioning. I'm sure all of you have seen the videos of him calling <laughs> Earl on the, on the sideline, uh, getting used to the, to the altitude and that kind of thing here. But uh, he's been practicing well, had a, had a good performance in practice today. His, his I don't want to call it conditioning because I think, you know, he's a, a naturally kind of in-shape guy. His acclimation to playing football in Colorado in Boulder has certainly – Changed for the positive. I talked to someone today in the program who was just really impressed with his overall demeanor. You know, uh, a five-star player. Yeah. Whoever love, you talk to, man, hats off to him for that. Yes. Because, and it wasn't me. I'm not, like, shining myself. It wasn't you. <laughs> because there are certain guys who come to the table with a certain pedigree, and, and with that, Expect they kind of get a pass to be to yes. be the different kind of asshole, not the button pusher like yep. Shiloh, but the celebrity prima donna kind of yes. asshole. And he's not, man. Like, you would not know, you know, that he came with all that acclaim and attention to him. He's blended right into the team. He's quiet when it's time to be quiet. He you didn't know. walk in with this idea of, I'm a five-star, move yeah. out of the way. Yeah. 
And then if he did, that second time he threw up, you know, would have <laughs> changed anyway. But he he now he will he and Shallow both on defense, but he will look at Shallow like, man, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> He's I quiet see. himself. All right, a couple more players I want to ask about. What have you seen from Slusher? It depends on the uh, the, the scheme that's out there. You know okay. what Charles Kelly's drawing up that day. Okay, uh, I, I believe he'll make an, an, an impact. Uh, there are a lot of these guys, and this, and again, I want to I want to be clear, man. This is not a slight to anybody, uh, but there are three phases of this game. Yes, and and there are some talented people that are going to really look and be needed to make noise on special teams. For sure, uh, Vito Tisdale is he playing? TC was watching. Uh, ben Finneseth. Ben like Ben is the white Shiloh. Like, <laughs> he's just like. He, he, like Ben has a personality, man. That just that is right there with his motor. You know, he's he's a vocal leader. Uh, when he's out with his unit, you know, he makes some noise. Uh, he had an interception the other day, and uh, he pulled a shallow, tried to throw it back at the quarterback. You know, <laughs> uh, he's a cool kid, man. He, he his his work. He's one of those guys. You know, when we show these team meetings, and and you got to you know remember back. This was February, mm-hmm. and this is when the team was a team that was not going to be here. And so Coach Prime is speaking to him, and he says, like, but, you know, there's some people in this room I believe are going to be here. He didn't know Ben's name. He'd just been seeing his work ethic. Yeah. He said, uh, like you, right there, you're probably going to be here. Fennessy stood up and said, oh, I know I'm going to be here. Damn. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. And he's here because that's just his swag, his mentality, man. I like him. What would you call him today when you saw him? I, I call him fin- finesse instead of <laughs> finesse. Yeah, yeah, because I like it. Like he's finessing the situation. You know? <laughs> How far off is Travis J? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Not sure. Okay. Jake's throwing uh, curveballs. We didn't talk about any of this stuff before the show. Yeah, he's. I mean, yeah. He's hitting you with the hard. He's treating you like George Klyovkov. <laughs> hitting you with the hard hitters. You're Trevor right. Woods. Go off about Trevor. You want to know about Trevor know. Woods? Put people on Trevor Woods. <laughs> You put them on Trevor Woods. We've been trying. We've been trying. They don't believe <laughs> they us. They don't listen to us. <laughs> They're going to see soon enough, man. If, yeah. they don't, if they don't believe it, you know, who, who are we to try to convince them of something they don't want to believe? That's true. Yeah, he's coming. Trevor Woods can ball. He can, man. He can. All, All right. he knows is football. And there's so many guys like that on this team. Like this, you know, Coach Bryant goes through that tough, smart, fast discipline, that with character. You know, the quality people that are on this team. You know, you like even if you take uh, you know a, a quote unquote butthole like a Shiloh or Ben, man, they are nice guys. Like yeah, they're yeah, good yeah, people. Yeah, you know, this is this is a quality locker room, man, and and the work ethic and the effort across the board is there. All right, uh, let me let me tell you why it's there. Okay, because Coach Prime has made it clear, the, the coordinators have made it clear, the position room coaches made it clear. Ain't nobody got a job. Yep, there is no depth chart. There are no favorites. You're not promised anything at this point. No one has a lock on a position. So they are all giving maximum effort for that reason. All right, just a couple of things. Uh, guys, get your questions in now. We'll answer them very shortly. And then just quickly, realignment. Yeah, Sounds can like... you update us on realignment? Yeah. So what Oregon happened? and Washington. Me and have Neely been... have been drinking all day. Oregon and Washington have been approved for the Big Ten. Okay, uh, see ya. The conference, the Board of Presidents has approved them. They need to have the, the same thing we've been going through, the Regents vote. They haven't really got to that yet. Yep. They'll do it. Sounds like tomorrow we may hear that Arizona, Arizona State, Utah 
all coming to the Big 12. And all of them officially applied, right? Yes. We knew Arizona did, but they, Arizona State and Utah officially applied today? Yes, and I'm pretty sure they've all been approved, too. We're just waiting on, again, the process of them approving it and getting it rolling. So the Pac-12. Let, can we just talk about this? I woke up this morning. Sorry. Oh, this was great. Let me yeah. just tell you this. I went to bed last night. Arizona to the Big 12 was a lock. Yes. Okay. I woke up this morning. Arizona staying in the Pac-12 was a lock. It was reported they're having a meeting. It's expected they're going to sign a grant of rights. The Pac-9 is staying together, and they're going to add one more to keep it yeah. a Pac-10. Singing kumbaya. They're, they're, they're slow. By the time I got to Boulder, what time did we get to Boulder, Jake? Uh, uh, By the time we got to Boulder at 9.45, that was done. The meeting that they had this morning was a failure. Everything is back to what it was. And not only is Arizona leaving, but Oregon and Washington are leaving. And by the time we record this show, Utah and Arizona State are leaving too. Over the course of when we woke up this morning to where we are right now, the Pac-12 went from back together to completely dead. Wow. 17 minutes ago, the Big 12 tweeted out a statement. Big 12 conference adds Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. The Pac-12 has four teams in it right now. Yeah, that's it. Round robin. Let's go. Four pack. It's like tall boy IPAs at the liquor store. They're going to the Mountain West. They're going to the Mountain oh. West. They're being put on the clearance. Right, <clears throat> that's crazy, man. So who's boys. left over there? Stanford, Cal, Stanford, Oregon Cal, State, and Washington that's State? It. Stanford, just go independent, man. Just be Notre Dame. They should. Yeah, just be the, the Notre Dame of California. All right. Get your questions in now. Real quickly. Shout out Illegal Pete's. This episode of the NBA Podcast. Brought to you by Illegal Pete's. What'd you have? Yeah, what'd you get? I, man, look, put everything you can put in that burrito. <laughs> if it closes, you did it wrong. <laughs> he had to eat it with a knife and fork today. <laughs> See, so I'm not lying, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah. I picked it up and I was like, I can't hold this. This is like, nothing I can they do. They followed my instructions. There we go. Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot this summer. Um, kick back on one of their patios. Enjoy a nice cold margarita. Or get a bucket of high noon, five high noons for just 22 bucks. Follow Follow Illegal Pete's on Instagram and Twitter at Illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. Shout out to Illegal Pete's for having a Mr. Zone. I mean, we ate inside, but on the way out, I just stood under them, you know. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> like a free public shower. <laughs> <laughs> a little humidity here isn't a bad thing. You know, I will tell you this. I absolutely love the weather in Colorado. And I'm probably going to piss you too off when I say this, because I know Jake doesn't like it too hot. But somewhere before we go to TCU, I'm not going to mind a 95-degree practice day. You know, I, I want us to get some heat in. Yep. You know, because it's, it's going to be humid in Texas. My phone's telling me we'll have some 90-degree days later next week. Good deal. We need them. We need them. Um, real quick, also, shout-out to Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built for last with these super dope Shady Rays. Those are, those are nice. Everyone loves these. I love them, too. Um, Shady Rays is a world-class product, durable frames, extremely clear polarized optics, backed by their lost and broken replacement program. Shop their entire collection at the Park Meadows Mall or go online to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DMBR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses, and you can try for yourself. Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. <clears throat> for some reason, like, Neely wearing his shades in here, I'm like, oh, he's just cool. You wearing your shades, I'm like, oh, Jake got into the kind love before we started the show. I am not high, I promise. <laughs> I'm not either. Those, that light right there. Was That's literally why I put it on. It's because yeah, of the lights. That, that light right there is kids. I don't see the lights, man. I just see well, the show in front of eight me. Eight beers in, you wouldn't see the lights. <laughs> so. All right. Who's up? 
This is trucking with Tony. So will this be the last Pac-12 championship as it's currently constructed? Yes. No, just yes. I there is no Pac-12 anymore. Not after yeah, this. This is it. They're going to add eight teams? I don't know. Congratulations, Colorado State. You finally made it. <laughs> Who knows? Victor punches. Victor punches. I don't want to rule anything out in this realignment era, man. Uh, Sebastian, what's up, my guy? Uh, just wanted to ask, I know it's been four days, but which receivers do you think will be wide receiver one? Uh, we kind of answered that one. Uh, Chris, Neely, do you think Shador will stay after this season? Oh. <laughs> hey, this is from Chris. Don't look at me. You know, you don't have to read a question when it's. Oh, right. that's on Alyssa. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. Yes, he's staying. All right. All right. Uh, Paul. Staying. So I, I, I think what they're alluding to is draft eligibility. Yeah. After he plays one more year. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I think Shador Sanders will, will do that second year. <laughs> All right. And discuss it with him and talk about it with him. We didn't mention it today. No. Nope. But I, I think QB1 is, is, is here. You know, I don't think he wants to do this season and not. I, I think he wants to see it through. thing going. Yep, see it through. You know, help us win a natty. Let's there go. There you go. Uh, oh, Paul, what is the prime punch recipe? Chandler. TCU's watching. We can't share that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Give us your best guess at what's in there. It's tequila-based. Okay. Now I want one. Yeah, it's tequila-based. <laughs> could, could, be, could be vodka, but I'm, I'm going to go with tequila. Okay. Some, like, pineapple, I'm guessing? No, let me get three more and I'll be able to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Ubering, man. Like, keep yeah, it rolling. Yeah, yeah. Richie's asking, hey, Unc, what do you think about how some of these freshman wide receivers are adjusting to camp uh, or adjusting during fall camp? I think they're adjusting well. I, I think, you know, you go through when you come back to fall camp, you have this this day one, this kind of an orientation day. And it's more designed, you know, for the freshmen who are coming in and they have some academic acclimation that they have to do as well that, the, you know, upperclassmen, you know, of course, don't. Uh, but this is that time of year where. The focus is 100% football. You know, there are no classes. There's nothing else. They're, they're across the nation. They're 12-hour days for college football players. And so that is an adjustment coming from high school. But I think, I think they're doing it because they're following the leadership in the room. From Ken, game on the line against Nebraska. Time is expiring. Chance to win scenario. Hail Mary from Shador or scoop it or from the defense. You have to pick one. Go. I'm going Hail Mary Shador because I've seen it. We're saying, like, which one do we prefer? Yes. Oh, Hail Mary for yeah. sure. I'm, and I'm not just preferring it. I've seen it. I, I saw him and Travis, you know, force a, literally no time on the clock, fourth down. <laughs> they throw a <laughs> touchdown, you know, pass. Like, give me, give me Shador Travis all day long. Yep. Uh, I'll be different. Also, just, like, watching those Nebraska fans just, like, crumble – <laughs> as they complete a Hail Mary to win the game. Well, I'll be different. I'll go on the other side. A scoop and score when they're like trying to run out the clock, they think the game's over. That's just as if not that is more true. That, here, here's the, the issue to the person who asked the question. We're not going to be in a position we need a Hail Mary. There like, you go. We're going to be up. Amen. Up. 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 Uh, Leonardo. Up. <laughs> uh, Neely, he wants to know how Willie Gaines is doing. He hasn't seen too much of him. He's doing good. Uh, he had a little nagging injury during the strength and conditioning phase. Uh, so you'll begin to see, you know, more and more in him. Uh, 
one of the things I love when Willie Gaines first got here, it was during the time we had a team barbecue. And he literally got here like that day before. And he walked right up uh, to Jimmy Horn Jr., introduced himself and said, hey, man, I'm here to make you better. You make me better. I'm not, you know, trying to take something from you. You take something from me. Let's get the best out of each other and both do what we can for this team. That's awesome. And, you know, and they are similar body types, similar skill sets, yep. similar speed. Uh, so you'll, you'll see Willie Gaines. Would he, is he a candidate to enter the top five fastest players? A healthy, a healthy Willie Gaines would be. Yes, he is fast. Uh, from our guy, Eric Neely, your thoughts on going to the Big 12? Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, six months ago, I wouldn't have any thoughts on it. You know, keep in mind, we were here six months ago. But most for me, when I'm looking forward to it, on one hand, I'm just like Coach Prime. We're going to play who we play. Mm -hmm. So turn the pace of that. But having a head coach whose name is Deion Sanders and being able to play every year in Florida, every year in Texas, in Ohio, man, what that opens up recruitment-wise for us, it is an unbelievable move uh, to extend our recruiting footprint back toward the East Coast. Uh, so, you know, to, to play a Florida school, to play Texas schools, uh, states where his name means a hell of a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's a dream come true recruiting-wise. Also, a little closer to Mississippi, some of these games. Yeah, yeah. Like, absolutely. It's, it's, I mean, it's for just, you personally. No, I, I get it. I get, I get what you're saying. And, and, and also, like, that, that recruiting footprint in, into Georgia. Even yep. though we don't have a Georgia Georgia's opponent, point. per se, it just extends our recruiting footprint to the Deep South, man. You know, when I talked to, to Cordell Stewart uh, during the spring game week when he was here and talked about the Colorado – staff during that time that was able to go to New Orleans and get a player like that yep. who had never even heard of a CU, <laughs> you know, and now you got that same kind of coaching mindset here and culture co concept here that they're going to go well beyond the footprint of the mountains to get players. And, and the best thing to do recruiting wise is to be able to play in front of people. Totally. And with the number of teams in Texas, I mean, what, what do we have? At Four. least two games a year in Texas now? Probably. At least, yeah, at least two, one in Florida, one in, one in Ohio. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. Like, so some of those folks who were going to the to Ohio States and some of those folks who were going to the Texas Longhorns and, and Baylors, the Texas Tech, they're going to be looking at Colorado. Yeah, yeah 100%. Uh, UCF also got a couple guys that yeah. we thought were buff targets, yeah. too. So. Like, you, we talked about this kind of in jest, but it was serious episodes ago. Like, you could, you could get to a point where Colorado is out recruiting the, the Florida schools in Florida. Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, we're already ahead of one of them now. So it's, yep. you're going to – we can get to that point with the presence of being in this conference. Uh, we got some super chats to get through. Uh, our guy David Talks Buffs. One, appreciate you all. Two, will Coach Prime be the first coach to recruit an alien to play college football? What? <laughs> he already has one in Travis Hunter, first yeah, off. Amen. <laughs> and Cormani. Like they and are, Cormani, they are, they true. They are special, man. Uh, we also have another super chat from <clears throat> DJ – uh, knowing what you know a few days in, what do you project as the win total following from Ohio? Appreciate the content. We appreciate you, my man. We're going to be better than we were. Uh, I think we're going to exceed expectations, whatever your expectations are, plus one or two it. Uh, I think we're going to win the games that we're supposed to win, and I think we're going to win a couple of games that people are not giving us a chance to win. Yep. I, think, I think we're going to have an outstanding record this year. And we're not waiting. We have built this team to start winning games starting week one. Yep. <clears throat> Coach Prime isn't going up there and saying we're going to win 
13 times to win three games. Right. He's just not. Yeah. And I, I really don't think he would put himself in that position if he thought that that's what this team was capable of. Um, I truly believe that he thinks this team is capable of winning more games than they lose. Yep. I agree and, with that. I agree with that. I, I think that, and this is no slight to anybody, this is credit to what we have in place. I think this coaching staff and this experience and acumen picks you up two wins you wouldn't normally get. I think the quarterback play alone picks you up one, maybe two wins. And I'm not talking about games you should win. I mean wins where we were the underdog, but quarterback play made the difference. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the same thing with our receiver core uh, and our defensive line. So I, all of that to me, without calling out a number, gets us a much better record than a year ago. Yep. I'll just say I placed a bet on over three and a half wins last night. There so. we go. It's a good bet if you're a betting person. I'll give you guys a win prediction the last show before TCU. Okay, fair. A season win prediction? A, a total, yes. Okay, all right. Uh, Travis Weston is asking, when are we getting a new episode of The Whistle? <laughs> Met with uh, Coach Pollock about that yesterday, starting next week. The He's got whistle, a new whistle. The whistle will come out weekly. Every go. Yeah. It's going to be a weekly episode. That's the show we do with uh, Coach Pollock and Coach Hart. Uh, Coach Pollock is an offensive uh, analyst, and Coach, Park is, Coach Hart is our linebacker coach, and they do a show together. And coach, it's, it's always unscripted, and it's hilarious, man. Coach Hart is so good. Let's do it here. There you go. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Let's get him here. Coach Hart is he's special. And, man, we, I sat in his room last night, and I just said, you know what? Deuces, I'm gone. Like, y'all been meeting too long. Like, I don't, I don't actually play for the team. Uh, but I love watching. He's, he's like a, a Charles Kelly and a Coach Sale. I love watching him teach because he, he teaches that why as well. I'm going to give you a, a little bit of props here because you've been sending us updates from your day. This man has been putting in 16-hour days at the facility. Okay, easy. Show up at 6 a.m., leave at 8, 9, 10 yeah. p.m., like, you know, I think a lot of people think your job is easy. I, I appreciate that acknowledgement, <laughs> man. But it's it's the only way to stay knowledgeable on what's going on. You know, uh, breakfast starts at six. First team meetings at seven fifteen. Roll into position meetings. Then we go out to practice. Uh, then there's lunch. Then I sit in uh, on the coaching staff meetings. Coach Prime meets with the offensive staff to review the film from practice. Then does the same with defense. Then after that, I sit in with the offensive staff solo or, or the defensive staff solo. And then after the 6 p.m. meeting and special team session, I pick a unit to go to. Like each day I'll switch. So last night was linebackers. Uh, and it's, it's a lot to take in. And then I sit back and think like, man, and these are college students and they're absorbing all this, you know. Yeah. Like you don't want to know what I've been doing in college at that time. <laughs> but these, these, are, these are talented people with a goal in mind. And they are putting in the time in August, you know, to learn what they got to learn. So he deserves that drink. Oh, and yeah. A, and a yeah. few more. After I was about that. to say, yeah, probably no. <laughs> um, Peter is asking, how much fun are the three of y'all having now that Coach Prime is in Colorado? Infinite amounts of fun. Yeah, it's off the charts. <laughs> it's off the charts. And I appreciate just having met you guys, man, and yes, the sir. chemistry and the camaraderie that just clicked. And we give each other the business and we laugh <laughs> and, you know, we put in the work. It's been a great partnership and uh, it's going to be an even greater partnership going into the season. So it's, it's, it's some big stuff coming, man. Yeah, we coming. Yeah, we coming. We're only just getting started, but yep. this has been probably the most fun I've ever had in this job, straight up. And we haven't even played a game yet. It's crazy. 
And, I, and this is Coach Prime's words to my ears when I was telling him about all, all the stuff we got playing to do together. And he was, you know, like, man, that's impressive. Keep going. And he said, and just when you think it's gotten bigger, just keep in mind, we haven't started winning yet. Yep. <laughs> Wait till we start winning. Yes, sir. And he said we're going to start winning when we start playing ball. So he ain't waiting around, man. Uh, just a couple super chats from Reggie3035 and Yo Chili's or Chills. Appreciate you guys. That it? All right, we got we got drinks to drink and hands to shake. Yep, not necessarily in that order. <laughs> Jake, do not drink the hands and shake the drink. I'll try okay. my best. You drink the drink and shake thanks the hands. For, thanks for looking out for you me, just, my man. I gotta, I gotta keep you focused, man. You get off the rails every day. Oh, I know, I do. Because you said you weren't looking at the beer. What happened to it? It's gone. Was <laughs> that two or three? That's two. All right. From the guy who said, I'm not going to have any, you know, I'm a professional. That's not, <laughs> not what I said. That, that's what he said. That is exactly what you said. 100% what he said. Exactly what you said. No, it's Jake. <laughs> no, I said I wasn't going to drink before the show. I had one because Ryan said he was going to have one. And you one said that was going to be the only one. <laughs> and then I had one on the show. This guy is Leave me alone. crazy. <laughs> Leave Did you? I, I heard him say he's he like, wouldn't. I'm not going to have it. Okay. All right. I thought, it, I thought so. Um. You've got practice tomorrow. You're going to be there. I'm going to throw something up on the site tonight. It'll yep. be it'll have an update with tomorrow's uh, practice in there as well. So no show tomorrow, but we'll be back Monday. We got info, so you know, follow Twitter and all that stuff. Yes, and, sir. Uh, Sunday is an off day, and yep. then we'll be back at it Monday. When you coming back down here? When whenever you guys need me to, man. All right, let's, let's go. do it. Sounds good. You guys are still going to be checking in up there, some? Of course. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. Just not tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. not tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Saturday is probably I'm, – I'm, I'm hedging my comment going off my history of knowing Coach Prime as a head coach. The week went good enough. Tomorrow's probably a short day. Let's go. Yeah. Good for them. Cool. But there are some it. days when the schedule doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like, no, we're putting in the maximum time today because we did not do that well yesterday. Yep. But I, I think the arrow pointed enough this week, conditioning-wise, effort-wise, that you know, tomorrow will be a good day. All right. Anything from you, man? Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs, baby.